Hello, everyone. I'm Netra Kumar, Managing Director and Senior Treasury Sales Officer at Bank of America. And thank you for joining me on Bank of America's Treasury Insights podcast series. We have with us today Victoria Lowe, Area Treasurer, APAC and EMEA, Corporate Treasury for Abbott, a Bank of America client and a global healthcare company providing life-changing technologies and services to help people live healthier, fuller lives. Victoria has over 20 years of diversified experience across various finance disciplines at corporate and divisional levels. Before joining the world of corporate treasury, she worked in areas of commercial financial planning and analysis, global licensing and acquisitions, R&D portfolio management, and global demand forecast and integrated business planning. She holds an MBA from the University of Illinois and is also a CPA. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Victoria, you came to the US to study. What was it like assimilating in a new country where you knew no one? Talk to us about that experience and what were your hopes and dreams at that time? Sure. At the time when I first came to the US, I did have a friend from college and also knew someone from high school in the Chicago area. So that was really nice. But there were a lot of things to be figured out. At that time, when you wanted to connect with your family back home, there was no video calling. There was something called international calling cards. Unlike today, you can video call family and friends from the distance anytime, anywhere. My hope or dreams at that time was very simple. I was very excited about being able to get really immersed in a different culture and about the prospect of being able to speak English fluently. And just like any 20 year old, feeling free and independent was pretty good. But definitely, I also wished to work for a multinational company where my cultural and bilingual background would be helpful. Thanks, Victoria. I completely remember the challenges of international calling cards. <laughs> the two of us have discussed accents and language several times. Has this been a barrier to you at the workplace? How have you overcome this? I think it definitely helps a lot when you work for a multinational company the size of Abbott. It was very interesting when I worked in Abbott's international division. Everyone I came across had a different accent, Spanish, Indian, French, Singaporean, Middle East, you name it. I got good at understanding all the accents and it was not very easy in the beginning, particularly when English is not your native language. At Abbott, we definitely have people from different cultural backgrounds speaking English with an accent ascend to senior leadership positions across many different functions. I really don't think accent matters so long as you are able to have a vision and can explain to people your vision, can communicate the business strategy and even lead the execution on the strategy. If you can articulate a story, can sell your good ideas, I actually think accent may sound very lovely to listen to. I couldn't agree more. And to your point about Abbott being a multicultural organization and that allowing you to interact with so many different cultures, I think that's where Bank of America and Abbott have so much in common and the common cultural threads between the two organizations are amazing because we have so many people across the globe who have 
so many different cultures and traditions and it's so nice to see that intersection all come together. And Victoria, as an immigrant, what do you believe are some of the unique strengths that you bring to the corporate world? I think familiarity with business culture and consumer culture of the place you grew up could be very helpful. It could be areas of commercial or advertising messaging, how you reach out to your customers, new product development for consumer product goods. From a business culture perspective, I definitely think our local teams feel a lot more comfortable explaining their thoughts, share their perspectives when they talk to me, knowing that there is no language or cultural barriers and I can understand them perfectly. They feel more comfortable talking to someone with the same background. Sometimes if one is not familiar with the culture, he or she may think, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's right, because what may not seem to make sense to foreigners may make perfect sense to a native person. Thanks, Victoria. I think the diversity of perspective that immigrants and folks of different cultures bring is what adds value and couldn't agree with you more on that. So thank you for sharing that. And as a woman of color, have you faced bias at the workplace and do you see that changing today? Sure. In today's corporate world, things are definitely changing for the better towards being more embracing of the different cultures towards inclusion and diversity. For me, when it comes to bias, I try not to attribute to bias as a factor when it comes to job change or a promotional opportunity, because I don't know for sure what's in other people's mind, honestly, and I cannot control what others may think or do. But what one can control is our own mind, our own actions. I think just focus all of your energy on the job, on the task itself. So Victoria, I'm quoting from an article you wrote a while ago. No two positions I have taken are similar, yet they allow me to connect the dots, redefine the role, or accomplish something that hasn't been done before. So if you have to share the top three learnings from having such a multifaceted experience, what would they be and how have these skill sets helped you in your role today? I like to do different things. My first job with Abbott was in the area of affiliate accounting, which was to provide support and analysis to bring local affiliates financials to U.S. GAAP compliance when consolidated into Abbott's books as a U.S.-based company. We had to reconcile capital and investments in subsidiaries, intercompany dividends, intercompany payables, receivables, interest income and interest expense, etc., help affiliate with high inflation accounting. My role today as area treasurer I have oversight of affiliate capital structures, working with corporate tax on capital contribution and earnings distribution strategies. Last year, Turkey went into high inflation accounting. I invited our affiliate accounting team to conduct training for various stakeholders. Also, my prior experience as commercial controller allowed me to align various divisions to work on risk mitigation plans to mitigate FX-related operating margin risks or exchange exposures to maintain our U.S. dollar-based profitability. Another example, I've spent many years in demand planning and integrated business planning. 
which it was the process we connect R&D new product launch with commercial forecast. Then we connect commercial forecast with supply chain capacity planning at SKU level, which then ultimately feeds to the financial forecast that is used in our rolling quarterly financial planning cycles. Such experience in demand planning can help me drive new initiatives in Treasury in my current role to improve intercompany purchase forecast accuracy. When products are shipped from our internal distribution entities to our affiliates, they are billed in US dollar, while most affiliates' functional currency are capped in local currency. So we hedge, but how much you hedge based on how much products are shipped and invoiced. So forecast accuracy impacts our ability to assess FX exposure, impacts both P&L and cash flow. So my experience in demand planning definitely helped. At Abbott, we really encourage people to take different roles in finance to be well-rounded, which is a qualification if you want to assume divisional controllership responsibilities in the future. I also worked in M&A, global licensing acquisition areas, providing deal model analysis, EPS, accretion dilution analysis. In that job, I worked with various corporate functions, including corporate treasury, corporate accounting, corporate tax. So these are the same functions that and the same people I interact with today in my area treasury role. Thanks, Victoria. It's really inspiring to see how you've traversed so many different organizations within the broader Abbott organization. So when you look back over your career, what is that one piece of advice that you wish you'd had in your 20s? I wish if I was going to take a finance role in the corporate environment, I know exactly what that entails. So for young people, definitely talk to as many people as possible to learn about their jobs, their careers, find out what your dream job may like from talking to someone who's actually doing your dream job right now or have done that in the past. If you still like the job, then it can help you see how to get there. So such conversations can allow young people to better assess their interests and avoid pitfalls. So that would be a very valuable thing to do. Thanks, Victoria. This was absolutely great, Victoria. So let's do some rapid fire now. The business leader you admire and why? Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg Radio and TV, I tune into almost every day if I have time. Key themes for treasurers in 2023, sustainability, AI and robotics, anything else? Yeah, so to add to that list, continued FX risks, interest rates, liquidity risks, credit risks, growth and earnings, unpredictability, and how treasurers can help in all these areas. Risk management, risk mitigation will be a continued theme in 2023, probably more so than 2022, because it is more widely spread. Absolutely. And closer partnerships across APER and with your shared servicing centers as well. Yes, um, everything we do when we look at country risks, we really bring all the divisions together. Thanks again for doing this, Victoria. This was simply fantastic. Appreciate you sharing in such a straight from the heart manner and truly so much of what you shared about your immigration experience 
really resonated with me. Again, I'm Netra Kumar, Managing Director and Senior Treasury Sales Officer at Bank of America with Victoria Lowe, Area Treasurer, APAC and EMEA, Corporate Treasury for Abbott. Thank you for listening to the latest in our Treasury Insights podcast series. Bank of America and B of A Securities are the marketing names used by the Global Banking and Global Markets Divisions of Bank of America Corporation. Lending, other commercial banking activities, and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Trading in securities and financial instruments and strategic advisory and other investment banking activities are performed globally by investment banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, investment banking affiliates, including in the United States, B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp, both of which are registered broker dealers and members of SIPC and in other jurisdictions by locally registered entities. B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp are registered as futures commission merchants with the CFTC and are members of the NFA. Investment products offered by investment banking affiliates are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.